How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with the boys, Alex and Ryan. Today we're discussing Oswaldo Cabrera, and he had some interesting things to say regarding where he's been practicing this offseason. Now, we know that he's going to have an opportunity to win that starting left field job, uh, despite management kind of instilling a lot of confidence in Aaron Hicks and you know speaking as though he has a really great chance of winning this job as well. Right now, I think the preferable scenario would be Hicks dominates, really looks great, takes the left field job, you know, doesn't <laughs> let it go, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Cabrera has just as good a chance of winning that job. And ultimately, I think, you know, his best value is suited as a super utility option. Um, and that's the way he's been practicing this offseason. He has not been working solely in left field, which, you know, some may believe because if he has that opportunity to win the starting job, maybe he's spending a lot more time there. That hasn't been the case. So I kind of find that interesting when we're going to discuss what we think that means. And then some interesting quotes from hitting coach Dylan Lawson on Josh Donaldson and um, what his role is going to be this upcoming season, which, you know, a lot of us kind of feel as though he should be a depth piece behind DJ LeMahieu on the hot corner. That's really the only position he can play, and he can't leave DJ LeMahieu out of the equation. Uh, but Ryan, before we dive into Oswaldo Cabrera, his value, what he had to say about, you know, his work this offseason and where he's kind of been improving on. Um, how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, Oswaldo Cabrera is one of those guys where, um, you know, I, I look at this team, I look at this roster, he's integral to this team, right? Uh, I think that if you look at the war leaderboards at the end of the year, Oswaldo Cabrera is going to rank pretty highly uh, on that list, assuming he is some sort of even remotely competent offensively because he's such a great defender. He's a remarkably talented athlete um, who last year took on his first reps in the outfield, uh, was learning from his brother who plays in the Twins organization how to play outfield, uh, you know, in between games and put up nine defensive runs saved right field uh, and was league average in left field defensively, which is a tougher part of the ballpark. We've talked about this uh, a ton. You know, there are guys who just cannot play left field in Yankee Stadium. Look at Joey Gallo. He was a gold glove caliber defensive right fielder. He got moved to left field and he struggled, right? That doesn't really seem like that makes much sense until you look at the dimensions of the outfield and then suddenly you realize there's a lot of weird angles there and all that. So, you know, getting extra time practicing left field, you know, that'll definitely help him in that in the left field battle. Uh, but more importantly, I want Oswaldo Cabrera to be the Yankees utility guy. I've talked about this, you know, period periodically, frequently, however you want to describe it. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera should not be limited to just playing left field. He's a great defensive shortstop. He's a great defensive second baseman. He's a solid defensive third baseman. He can even play some first for you. He's a remarkable defensive right fielder. Um, is there really a situation where the Yankees uh, are their best team or their best foot forward is Oswaldo Cabrera not being allowed to do the things that makes him so valuable? This team has been looking for a utility player like that. They've tried the Tyler Wades, the Marvin Gonzalez's of the world. They've, they've tried that, and it hasn't worked. It hasn't given them everything they've wanted out of that utility position. They finally have a player who can hit enough to be in the lineup every day, who plays great defense at any position you ask them to play. And quite frankly, you know, he's going to be cost-controlled for a while. He's young. If he plays two or two, not even two, if he plays another really good year with the Yankees, you know, quite frankly, you could probably throw a cheap extension at him and keep him for a while. You know what I mean? Quite frankly, the Yankees cannot limit Oswaldo Cabrera's uh, potential or in a sense, his value value to this team. It's being all over the diamond. It's not being stuck in left field, which is arguably his second worst defensive position behind first base. Um, I don't know how good he is at first base because we saw him in such a small sample. So I just assume that's his worst defensive position. But, um, you know, we're talking about shortstop. We're talking about third base, second base, all off season, right? You know, yes, the Yankees have options there, but some of them are rookies. Some of them are older guys, right? If Josh Donaldson doesn't pan out and you want to move, uh, you know, as well, the Cabrera into the infield, that could happen, right? What if DJ Mayhew gets hurt? What if Peraza struggles? What if Volpe's not ready when Peraza struggles, right? 
How are you going to manage your lineup if you stuck Oswaldo Cabrera left field and you've been having Hicks kind of ride the bench? Then you ask Hicks, all right, go out there and start full time. It doesn't really make much sense for the Yankees. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the idea of Aaron Hicks starting full time, but the way I view it is I don't think the Yankees are going to say Aaron Hicks are going to get 100% of the play appearances in left field. I think they're moving towards a platoon. Rafael Ortega definitely is someone to keep an eye on in that regard, but I think you can agree with me in the sense that, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera is best when he's playing a bunch of different positions. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you in the sense that that super utility role that he can fill is the way to get the most value out of Cabrera. Now, the exact quote um, that he had uh, at the Pinstripe Pride event in American Dream in East Rutherford, New Jersey, according to the New York Post, he said, I'm working for any opportunity. I'm working at left field. I'm working at shortstop, third base, second base, right field, second base, wherever. So he's not just focused on left field. He's looking at every spot as an opportunity. Um, Now, here's an interesting take. You know, I'm going to throw this out there and see what you see what you think. Now, we have a position battle at shortstop with Oswald Peraza. You know, you have Isaiah Conner-Falefa and Anthony Volpe, who I think is going to put on a show during spring training. Um, is there is there any reason that we shouldn't be factoring Oswaldo Cabrera into the mix there as a, as a part of that position battle? Because, you know, Cabrera has proven he can play any position you want him to. He had a couple reps during the ALCS. You know, they, they used him when they needed to. Now, I wouldn't say he's a long-term shortstop by any means, but is there a reason that we aren't considering him as a part of that position battle at shortstop right now? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you in the sense that Oswaldo Cabrera should factor into that battle. Um, but I, I'll say the same thing I'll say about left field with shortstop. I don't want Oswaldo Cabrera to be anchored down to one position. But I 100% agree with you in the sense that, you know, if Peraza struggles, right, if Volpe struggles and it's like these two don't look even close to major league ready, right, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera starting at shortstop's kind of the that's kind of the luxury, right? You know, we, we look at all these position battles. Even you can even say coming down to D, Josh Donaldson, DJ Lemayhew. If one of those guys get hurt and the other one doesn't play very well, Oswaldo Cabrera is right there to fill in, right? So when we're looking at all these positional battles, shortstop is a very big battle for the Yankees and one that Cabrera could definitely be involved in. Their fallback, their uh, kind of insurance policy, their if any if everything and anything goes wrong, we have Oswaldo Cabrera. That's the value. That's why you go into camp with him as a utility guy. That's why you go into camp and you say, you know, I, I, we don't want you to feel like you're going to just go out there and compete for a left field job, right? Like, obviously, you want to start in the lineup every day. We'll get you in the lineup as much as possible. You're just going to be doing it in a bunch of different positions. That's the mentality the Yankees need to have with, with Oswaldo Cabrera going into, into camp. You know, it's not, you, you know, if you don't win the left field job because we feel like you're better as a utility guy, that means you're only going to play 90 games this year. It's like, no, you're going to play 130, 140 games, you know, but you're going to be doing it at a bunch of different positions. Injuries happen all the time. Fatigue happens all the time. Sometimes a guy just needs needs two or three days off. We've seen this with, you know, guys who don't hit the IL but are hurt enough that they can't really be in the lineup or just illness. We saw at the end of the year after the Yankees celebrated winning the AL East, Clever Torres wasn't in the lineup for like a week. I don't know what he did during that celebration, but he wasn't in the lineup for a week. That's a situation where you have as well the Cabrera there. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, things happen throughout the season. Paternity leave, you know, every, things happen all the time, right? These are people, these are these are not robots, right? They have things going on in their own personal lives. You have, you know, people get sick all the time people have you know what whether it be you know just a little a bruise that keeps them a little banged up or you know they pull something or they got a little bit of a cramp whatever it may be you've got Oswaldo Cabrera there and as you mentioned shortstop's definitely one of the positions where if the Yankees just like left field if the Yankees feel like they have to start someone there because they just don't have any options they're confident in Oswaldo Cabrera definitely emerges as the best option there switching shortstop those are pretty rare 
Exactly. So it's definitely an intriguing kind of concept to, to float out to you guys. I'd love to hear perspectives on that in the YouTube comments. But another player we want to talk about for a moment here is Josh Donaldson. Now, we've kind of had this discussion a lot. We'd prefer to move off of Josh Donaldson and his $21 million salary, but it doesn't seem like that's a realistic thing at this point in time. We both think that DJ LeMayu should be featuring at third base uh, this upcoming season. But, you know, hitting coach Dylan Lawson had a pretty interesting quote. He said, for a guy that's had a long, as long of a career as he's had and has done things off that you know that he has, interesting kind of delivery there, for him to still be motivated says a lot about him as a person. I fully expect for him to have this bounce back season. So, you know, I was looking at his numbers before. You look at his career averages. He actually hasn't reached his career averages since like before 2019, before 2020. So the last three seasons, he's seen a pretty significant drop off in efficiency one way or another, whether it be his batting average or on base percentage or home runs. Um, you know, he, he, he routinely gets to double digits, but he's not hitting 20 plus at a regular the rate anymore. Um, the last time he really was electric, you know, you're looking at 2018, 17, 16, when he really was putting together solid year by year numbers. Those numbers have since steadily decreased. You know what I mean? When you see when you see steadily decreasing numbers year over year, and the guy that you're talking about is 37 years old, I think it's safe to say that his best days are behind him. I don't even think he reaches his career averages. Um, this upcoming season, because his career averages is over a 36% on base rate. I, he's probably hovering around 32, 33% maximum, in my opinion. He's probably going to hit like 240. Maybe he gets to like 15 homers again He and, and offers good defense. But his offensive pop, you know, while Dylan Lawson and, you know, whether it's Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman stand behind Josh Donaldson and what he did in the past, we're talking about the past. You know, this is – we cannot continue justifying, you know, playing or starting somebody – based on what they did four, five, six years ago. You know what I mean? This this is what we're doing with Aaron Hicks as well, for what it's worth. We're talking, this is the same exact way they talk about Aaron Hicks, the same exact way they talk about Josh Donaldson. They, you know, they're capable, they're gonna bounce back, they have this, they have that. I'm like, I'm like, come on. Like, these guys are older now. Like, they're only getting worse. They're not getting any better. So, at least Hicks is a little bit younger than him. Donaldson is on the back end of his career, and he's well past his prime. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about that? I don't anticipate a bounce back. It may be slightly better than last year, but even then, you're still looking at a player that you don't really consider to be an asset or a solution in the batting order, more of a liability. Yeah, so as you mentioned, you know, if we're just looking at it, you know, cover the name, look at career trends, look at, you know, how we typically uh, regress players as they get older. There's nothing that would point to Josh Donaldson returning back to his career norms. And this isn't me trying to be, you know, Mr. Negative here, whatever it may be. I, I would say I have a relatively positive outlook on the team. But ultimately, I, I think this is more so the Yankees trying to instill confidence in Josh Donaldson and open and openly support him because he's on their roster. And that's what they're going to do. Right. Uh, if people are going, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, the Yankees saying that is a good thing or anything like that. But quite frankly, that those are the type of comments you're going to hear about players on the roster. Right. There's there's no reason to go out to the media and say, yeah, this guy kind of, uh, you know, he sucks. You know, uh, it really wouldn't bode well in the clubhouse. But I definitely agree with you in the sense that, you know, Josh Donaldson, I don't think, has warranted getting a starting the starting nod on opening day, right? Uh, assuming there are no injuries between now and spring training and the end of spring training, which is, you know, obviously things can happen. You don't ever know. Um, 
there's no reason to start him, right? You have DJ LeMay who can play third base and do so at an excellent defensive level. And I think we can both agree is the better hitter here. Uh, provides Yankees on base skills that the Yankees need at the top of the lineup, right? You know, I, I think the best way to look at this is what do the Yankees need more? A guy who can get on base or a guy who can slug? And I would say DJ LeMay's ability to get on base is more valuable because Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson doesn't really even slug anymore. Um, Glaber Torres can handle second base. You have a shortstop battle, as you mentioned, Peraza, Volpe, if need be, Cabrera, right? Um, you have Rizzo at first base. That's not going to be in any contention there. Quite frankly, when we're looking at this Yankee team, there's no real avenue where you look at Josh Donaldson and say he should start opening day. I don't really think there's a justification for it. Um, and, and then as Volpe comes up as well, that creates even more of a log jam. Uh, I didn't even mention IKF because I think the log jam is going to get him definitely moved or, or traded in some regard. I don't see him making uh, this surviving spring training with the team. Not that he's going to get DFA'd or anything, but I think they're going to find a trade partner. Um, but as you said, you know, age, you know, the performance last year, a drop off in all of his power departments, right? Josh Donaldson got worse in max exit velocity, worse in, you know, uh, barrel rates, worse in hard hit rates. Everything got worse. You know, that's not something you want to see or that should that should lead you to think this guy is going to get back to his what he was uh, in years past. Can he give you a 110 WRC plus? Maybe, maybe with good defense, you'll take it as a fifth infielder. But are we going to see, as you mentioned, you know, career average of a 134 WRC plus? Absolutely not. Yeah, there's no way that Donaldson's turning things around at that level. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below on the few topics we've discussed. We have training camp coming up in a couple days, spring training coming up. Um, and I have to say, it's been a long freaking off season, man. It's been just grinding out these videos and grinding out these these topics and content. So if you're made it to the end of this episode and you're with us, it's going to get a lot busier in a couple of days. And we're very excited to show you guys all that we have planned and all the great stuff that we have in the near future coming out. As you, as you probably saw, we just had our interview with Spencer Jones, which was awesome. Go check that out. Exclusive stuff there. Um, so definitely worthwhile to watch that video and listen to one of the top prospects in this Yankee farm system and what he projects to do in the near future and what he thinks about all the comparisons to Aaron Judge and whatnot. But always happy to hear your thoughts below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. Have a fantastic start to your week, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.